right, so with me now, I have John Bradford, head coach of North Carolina FC. Hey, John, how are you today? I'm good, Ebony. Thanks for having me. Of course. All right, so let's start from the beginning. You know, this club came down for League One last year, uh, very uncertain about what we were going to do. It, let's be honest, didn't get any lower than where we were last year, but you have built this roster exponentially. What, what was that process like for you to go from that to, like, playoff contention team yeah I hope so I hope playoff contention team for sure um but yeah I mean I think the timing like you said last year was was difficult um you know not even myself I had no idea we were going down to league one until January of, of 21 um you know right before I was hired to be the head coach of the group and then at that moment you know you start trying to put a roster together and um really enjoyed the team last year but at the same time we were certainly limited with um, multiple guys, you know, to have pro experience and be able to, to impact and do well in standings and that kind of stuff. So uh, we, we had to find our successes in, in different ways last year for sure. Um, but yeah, you know, once once we got to the end of the season this past year, um, our staff worked really hard in, in identifying what kind of players and which players we wanted to try to bring in um, and then just worked extremely hard in conversations, talk with agents, players specifically, whatever, um, and just, uh, you know, try, try to put this roster together to be competitive uh, and still have our balance between, you know, trying to win games and then also try to, to promote youth development and all that. But, you know, since the groups come in at preseason and us having a real group, uh, from the start of preseason, it's been it's been great. So we're hopeful that we can continue that for the next couple of weeks and be ready to start the season in April. So you've been in the Railhawks, like NCFC family, for a while. Uh, how's the growth of this team throughout the different leagues? It's been and impressed you. And uh, what do you want to see change about it? Yeah, I mean, I it's funny. I was thinking about it the other day. So coming in with the Railhawks, uh, the pro team in 2012, you know, with Colin Staff and. Uh, and Martin staff before that and, and just kind of being around it um, to where we are now obviously tons of evolution and, and change of leagues you know uh, whether it's NASL or USL championship or USL League One um, but I think now we have an opportunity to, to continue to identify as a community team where we have players that have come through our academy or are currently in the academy um, but then also kind of a, a certain type of young professional that, that wants to, to develop and be able to move on to, to a higher level at some stage um, so my hope is that that the team can kind of reestablish itself, uh, rebuild in the community, and get people excited about coming to watch the team play. So Dreamville is on the kit once again. Yep. Uh, that's a really big one. Uh, it's very local. Um, what are you excited about that partnership? Yeah, I think it's massive. Um, obviously, the players love it. Uh, we're excited about it as an organization to, to be partnered again. Um, and and when, when it was initially partnered and came out, obviously there wasn't an opportunity to really get going and, and grow it there. So I'm hopeful that we can kind of get that, get that started now uh, and build some excitement around it. A lot of young talent. Obviously, we've got an academy. It's pretty much feeding into this first team. Uh, but you've seen that talent develop quite a bit. Uh, especially like with Nick Holiday going over to you know Europe and those type of training, you know processes and things like that. How do you hope that continues to grow as we move forward into like this new season, especially with like the roster that you have built with the veteran breast in youth? Yeah, no, I think it's 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 really exciting to see, um, and I, I have a passion for youth development and just person development really. Um, and watching the, the club get behind the support of, of young players being signed to, to long-term pro contracts and then trying to see the, the, the growth they can take place uh, over a couple of seasons and years. 
uh, is fantastic. So for, for Nick Holiday, who has you know, been part of the youth national teams and was able to go over to Europe in December, uh, again in February, um, Britton Fisher, who's, who's over in Europe now, completing his third week of, of being on trial at different clubs. Um, and he's still got another you know, week and a half or so before he comes back and joins us. Um, Cole Frame, who's been over in Europe as well. You know, so uh, watching the evolution of those guys and, and their experiences and, and, and everything has been really, really great. Um, the next piece, I think, is, is getting guys, you know, continuing to get guys from inside of our, our own academy to, to sign on and have a, a pathway ahead of them, but also start attracting you know, the nation's top young talent. Um, which I think is is kind of what we've ventured into this year. Um, there's a couple young guys on the on the roster, you know, who, who are outside of our academy, um, but they're going to have the same opportunities to to hopefully sign professional contracts soon, um, and then get them opportunities overseas and, and see what their their trajectory can be. So, what are you hoping to implement as your style of play for this season? Yeah, uh, I think. You know, my style of play has always been wanting to be high energy and um, on both sides of the ball and, and something that, that people can watch and enjoy. Uh, and last year we kind of fell into a, a couple different um, things that, that didn't quite represent how I wanted to, our, our group to play. So looking at this year, um, we want to be aggressive against the ball for sure. We want to try to impose ourselves defensively um, and really try to get, be a group that, that it's hard to play against, hard to score goals against, um, and takes a lot more pride and passion in every aspect of, of the defensive side of things. Um, because last year we leaked in goals you know, all over the place, and, and some of that is youth and some of that is inexperience, but uh, I feel like we've brought in enough quality in, in you know, goalkeeping defensively and then uh, the mentality of everybody on the field to defend as, as, as a collective I think is there. So that's, that's that's a huge piece for us. Um, another piece for us is just in, enjoying uh, playing, you know, and I think the, the, the type of players that we have are guys that like to, to get on the ball, uh, guys that like to be dynamic, and, and obviously, you know, everybody loves to score goals. So um, we've got some guys that, that I think that are going to be really good in, in, in this league again this year, um, like a Gary McLaughlin, you know, who's, who was a proven goal scorer last year uh, with Toronto. Um, and then also Oleg Sanderson, you know, who, who I think is, is, is going to find himself in a, in a larger role here with us than he did at Richmond last year. Um, and then you have, you know, young guys who are hungry to score goals like a Nicholas Molina, you know, who, who proved himself at the USL2 level and at the collegiate level. And I think, you know, for, for a guy like him, uh, even in preseason, he's showing there's a lot of quality in front of goals. So uh, collectively, it's, it's going to be hopefully more exciting to, to watch and, and more competitive each game. So you mentioned, uh, we talked a little bit about Nick going over, uh, Cole Frame, Fisher. Um, those are some big, big teams that they're going to train with. Mm -hmm. What what do we feel like, how do we feel that partnership manifesting as we hopefully move that talent on to Europe and, you know, keep that train going? Yeah, no, for sure. And and I think it, it's in, in this part of the business, it's, it's a lot of it's relationships. Um, us being able to trust, you know, the agents that are working with these players and, and all being on the same page with the families and the players themselves, um, but then also building strong relationships with the clubs that they're going over and, and having the opportunity to train and, and trial with. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think every step of the way we've been you know, discussing, talking, making sure everybody's on the same page, and it's never been something where, okay, 
you know, we're being told they're going to put him here or there or whatever, and we're not involved in this conversation. So I think having everybody um, looking at it the same way and all on the same page has been great. So, uh, you know, the next step is, is for these, uh, these trials and these opportunities to turn into transfers, you know, and I think that's, that's something that community and, and the club supporters can really get behind, um, and it's going to be amazing to see. So I don't think we're actually that far away from, from things happening um, as these guys turn 18 and, then, and, and are able to be transferred over. Um, that's that's kind of the, the steps they're taking now to make sure that when they do turn 18, um, you know, for a Nick Holiday or for for a Britain who just turned 18 a couple weeks back, um, that they have a pathway, they have an opportunity, and, and we're already starting to, to identify which clubs might be those that they they go to. Okay, so let's get into today's preseason game because you're going up against Richmond. We've got a Richmond guy here. Mm-hmm. What it's are you just got off the road? <laughs> just got off the road from Richmond. Right. What are you hoping to see? in that game to kind of fine tune for the season? Yeah, I mean, I think today, uh, you know, is is the first opponent that we're going to face in preseason that's a, an opponent we'll see throughout the year. So that's important um, for us to get a good gauge and good test against them. Um, from a conditioning standpoint, you know, we're two weeks away from, from the season opener. So we want to give the starting group that starts today, you know, more minutes. We've kind of managed it obviously up to this point where it's been 45 minutes and then bring on another group and that kind of thing. Um, but we'll have uh, a little bit more, you know, 60, 65 minutes for the starters today as they build their fitness. Um, and then from, from a soccer standpoint, really just trying to hope, hope to take uh, steps in the right direction in terms of more style of play, specific ways that we're trying to, to line up and play, you know, against the ball and with the ball. Um, and ultimately, you know, myself and, and the group is, is intent on trying to get a competitive spirit that every time we step on the field, it's, it's looking to get a result and, and win. And so uh, these preseason games are great for that, too. So I want to ask you this question. Last year, you guys dominated us <laughs> for up, uh, for down. Um, what was kind of that mental edge last year? Because last year was rough for you guys, yeah. uh, other parts of the season. How was it beating a team, well, sweeping them, a, a playoff team last year? Yeah, and, and it was interesting. I think the way that we lined up specifically against Richmond, you know, was in our favor. You know, whether whether it was the way that we tried to play or personnel or whatever it was, um, we just had a, a good matchup, I think. Um, but it, it also shows those guys that were in our group last year that are back with us this year, you know, that they're fully capable of being successful. And, and, you know, Richmond was a playoff team last year, and we felt that every game we played against them, we were the better team, you know. So it it, it was an up and down. Yeah, <laughs> but it was an up and down season, like you said. And so, you know, to, to have reminders of being able to say, okay, you guys are capable of doing this, and it's not all bad bounces and, and bad calls and not playing well tonight or whatever it may be, um, you know, was, was positive for them. So I, th- I think looking at today, it's, it's, it's hoping to, to reestablish <laughs> the winning ways against Richmond for sure. Right. Um, let me ask you this question then. Talk, speaking about all of that, how are you looking to transform this team based off of year one going now into year two where you made – Big sign is like Olex Anderson and other players. How are you looking to transform this team for year two? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, again, we want to be highly successful. We want to try to be competitive and, and win every single game we play. Um, but we also have to go one step at a time. You know, you can't accomplish that all in, in day one. So um, I think setting the standard starts in training. And for this group, you know, identifying the right guys to bring into the roster and, and knowing that they're going to be able to maintain a, a highly competitive standard every day in training, which then carries over to the games. Um, you know, I, I've been really pleased with the group that we've put together and, and how they've approached everything so far. So I think once we get into the season, you know, the transition from last year to this year is, is trying to get results. Uh, you know, while still doing youth development and everything else that we're doing. But uh, the guys have been great about it so far. 
I think a lot of the things last year that we talked about on our show was like North Carolina is this team that they're they're like a really good team. They're just very young. And mm-hmm. like everyone's trying to learn and readjust the league. Well, almost like how Richmond did. And you saw it kind of took Richmond three years. Is there like a, a four or five year plan for North Carolina to be like, hey, the first year or so we're trying to build to this point, but by year three, four, we're going to get it moving. Is it kind of the same thinking here? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would say it's not the same thinking from a, look, I don't, I don't want to waste any more years of, of not being competitive. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, didn't, I didn't get enough sleep in 2021, so I'm trying to make 2022 uh, immediately better on, the, on that front. So um, I think we want to try to be competitive immediately. The, the, the long-term plans are going to come into play when it's more player movement, player sales, young player development, and, and pathways on that end. Um, and that's, just, that's not just the 15 and 16 and 17-year-olds. That's also the the 20 year olds, the 21 year olds that, that, that are with us that have an opportunity to go to, to higher divisions and levels too. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think the, the, the group is intent on trying to be successful from, from day one of this season. Well, speaking of our player movement, North Carolina FC is kind of in a unique position. They're all other USL League, League One clubs. You guys come in with, out of deception tournaments, you guys come in with an established youth system. Mm-hmm. How are you looking to use that this year? And how are you guys talking about player movement? How are you guys looking to? move these players on to the next step is the goal to become a legend at NCFC or like, Hey, player year here, and then we'll sell you on for 15 million on to the bigger teams. Yeah, no, 15 million sounds great. <laughs> uh, but, but, uh, but yeah, I think that's, that's a, the, the part of it is that the community is going to have to get behind is, it is going to be moving on to a to another club, and that's you got to go make your your reputation, your name after that. Um, so what we want to try to do is provide the platform, provide the opportunity, uh, and obviously ple- people have to be winners and, and successful while they're here. Um, but yeah, to, to move players on, I think is going to be the the the, the way that we make our mark. Oh, you got- so uh, let's so let's talk about moving on in terms of like in the U.S. because we've had players that you know kind of quote unquote moved up mm-hmm. into MLS next or into a championship team or even into an MLS team, especially from all around the league. How do you expect this league to continue to grow as like a quote unquote development team or a seller's market for those teams? And what do you want to see change about that? Yeah, no, it's a great question. And I think we look at it very positively because we think USL represents uh, true opportunity, you know, because I think there's 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 clubs around the around the world that are looking at USL clubs specifically because there's not as many maybe restrictions or uh, things that MLS has in place to be able to, you know, 20 people have to make a decision to sell a player in MLS and MLS as a league, you know, has a say in all that, whereas USL, uh, each club is able to kind of do their own thing and make their own decisions. And so for us, um, obviously, with the, with the ties to our strong academy program and youth system, we're looking at players internally to be able to give opportunities to. But we're also building our scouting network, identifying players from outside uh, that can come in uh, and have the same opportunities. And then the last piece is, you know, a lot of the, the, the phone calls and the, the connections that we've made uh, over the last couple of months are, are agents, youth national team scouts, um, you know, other clubs that see us as a great place, that, that, as a destination almost um, for player development. So I think we're going to see that grow. Uh, and it's a great problem to have where, where people are, are reaching out and saying, you know, would you take this 16-year-old, would you take this 17-year-old, knowing that they're going to be moved on to Europe at 18? And the answer is usually yes, you know. And so we're trying to continue to, to build that, that part of our, our club too. Okay, okay. So I want to ask you this question. This is a question we've been asking everyone. What is your pregame meal? 
That's what I want to know. My pregame meal? Yeah. I, pre-game I, meal. I personally, I don't have a pregame meal. You know, it, <laughs> it, it, there's there's nothing specific that, that I do. Uh, with the guys, if we're on the road, um, then we, we obviously have whatever uh, our, our staff has decided that they're going to have for the day, um, and everybody's together. And then the only thing different for us this year is, uh, you know, we're going to have guys on our home games. We're going to bring everybody in at 3 o'clock. So say we play at 7, we'll have a pregame meal at 3 o'clock, which is something the club's never done before. But we found out the hard way last year that our guys are so young and so inexperienced that some of these guys weren't eating. You know, some of these guys were just, you know, like, and we're sitting there and we're like, what'd you have for lunch today? Or what'd you have earlier, you know, for a home game? And they're like, oh, I had, you know, nothing or I had this or whatever. And we're like, man, we're dealing with (laughs) some inexperienced guys. So You need to tell me guys were just showing up. Just like, hey, yeah. you know, we're playing some professionals today. I eat nothing, but hey, it is. <laughs> well, the, the reality was these guys didn't have experience or know better that they shouldn't be doing that, you know. So this oh. is kind of what they were used to. And when you played at home, this is what you did. And, you know, we had so many first-year pros or we had so many guys that um, play youth games and, and don't understand how important it is for, for all that kind of stuff. Right. It's, it's a whole other can of worms, but – yeah, we're going to do it much differently this year. So I want to ask you this question. I hope I'm not overstepping, but did that kind of go into your thinking of building this roster, of making it a little bit more veteran, of being like, hey, we have guys that are not eating before games that don't know how to be a pro. Let's bring in guys that know how to be a pro and know how to attack not even game day, but the off season or off days. Did that kind of go into your thinking of building the roster? One hundred percent. You know, and our our I wanted to get five or six guys in the 24 to 27 age range that had kind of been there, done that, and that we, you know, had had good conversations with, identified that they would be great to come in, um, but we knew we didn't have to worry about them. We knew that they would have a, a high impact on, on the rest of the group um, and, and raise the standard and raise the level in every way. And in a large way, like you said, is not just the soccer stuff on the field, but making sure these guys are, the young guys are learning from others in terms of how you do pre-activation before a training session, which then is going to give you a little bit more length to your career later on. And then, you know, what are you eating? What are you doing on a Friday night before a Saturday game? All this kind of stuff. So, it still blows my mind that, like, JT Kamara probably didn't eat a meal and it busted Richmond. <laughs> God, that annoys me so much right now. J- J- JT, I love JT. Uh, J- JT is 100% one of those guys I'm talking about. They, they, they would just kind of roll up play the game, do his oh, thing, no. and then move on. So for JT, I mean, that, last year was his first year as a pro, and before that, down at Montverde and, and everything, it was just kind of was what it was. So he's, he's still learning his way too. Yeah, true. So we've got a lot of new teams coming in this year. Uh, I mean, Charlotte's coming back down. North uh, of Colorado, yep. uh, Central Valley, Fuego. Thank you. I couldn't think of uh, Fuego. <laughs> yeah. uh, out of all of these New and old clubs that are coming uh, that we're getting ready to go into the season with. Which one are you more excited to play? Uh, well, Charlotte. I mean, I, I think for sure. I as a as a guy that's been in the area for a long time, I've always enjoyed the the rivalry with Charlotte and reestablishing that. I think will be great for for our supporters and community and for our guys this year. Um, and then the other ones, I mean, it's interesting to see how Fuego and, and Northern Colorado have put their roster together so far. You know, a little bit more experience, some internationals um, and everything. So I think it's going to be a challenge, but you get the, the clear sense that both of those groups are coming into this year one trying to be, you know, co- competitive immediately. Um, so it should be good. You, you are um, – a couple more questions. I know you have to get ready for your preseason game. Um, <clears throat> you – I don't know if you've read them all, but, like, this team is being considered as a playoff contention team. How does that? How do you deal with that pressure? How do you make sure the guys understand that, like, 
that's just talk right now. Yeah. We still have to prove it on the field. How are you controlling that environment to be like we're still hungry, we still want to keep moving. You we guys still are the media darlings. I'm not yeah. gonna lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. You guys are the media darlings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think they felt bad for us after last year, so now they're trying no, to help out a little bit. Everyone was like, "No, they coming. They yeah, just yeah. need a year." No, I, I, I mean it, it's it's a, it's a nice recognition for them to think highly of us, whoever's speaking that way. Um, but at the same time, our guys know that we haven't haven't done a single thing yet. Um, and even looking at preseason, you know, we played two college teams. Uh, the starting group got 30 minutes, 45 minutes, or whatever. We felt pretty good about life. And then we played Columbus Crew's, you know, second team. And for the first 30 minutes, it looked exactly like we thought it was going to look. Maybe not with all the goals, but in terms of us playing the first, you know, high pace professional team in preseason um, as a group this year. And then, you know, it was, I think, their fourth, fifth, sixth, some, whatever it was, their, 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 their preseason game. So it was. It took a while to get up to the speed, but I think it was really important. You know, that was a good good moment to, to have a bad result, have some bad things happen, and have to deal with it. You know, and so I, it's, it's one day at a time for this group. Um, this afternoon's a great test against Richmond. Next week will be a great test against Charlotte. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's a hunger group that has high aspirations. I just we're just trying not to get ahead of ourselves. I want to ask you this last question before we wrap up. Um, when you got named the head coach. How shocked were you? Shocked at all, or you kind of already anticipated? You kind of just like, y'all want me to do what? <laughs> <laughs> no, that the shocking. I, I was, I, I felt really blessed and really excited and really happy about it because I've said it a million times how much I love this club and uh, this area and everything. So uh, to be able to lead the the pro team was an honor and, and felt great about it. Um, then when you start digging a little bit deeper and it's like, okay, but here's how it's going to go, you know, and here's what you have to work with, meaning a budget, meaning um, that was different, obviously, than, than years past, um, and the timeline, which was really difficult, you know, that, that immediately posed some challenges. But the other side of it was I knew that we were immediately going to be given several kids their professional debuts, immediately going to be given opportunities to players to play in our club and on our team that wouldn't have opportunities elsewhere. You know, so it, for me, it was it was super difficult because I'm really competitive last year. But at the same time, um, all of the the firsts and all of the success stories that that were kind of uh, still there, but but taken over by wins and losses, um, were really really good. You know, so we want to try to build on on those and obviously be more competitive in the standings and and kind of put it all together. Okay. Right. One final question: What do you consider a successful season? Yeah, I mean, I think for, for us on the field and in the standings, we need to be a playoff team for sure, For in, in my mind, to be successful this year. Um, we need to be a team that wins regularly at home, um, and we need to be competitive on the road. So, you know, I think you put those things together and you are a playoff team, you know. Um, and then the other side of the thing is we need to be productive in terms of player movement and player development. Um, that's a huge, you know, bullet point for what we're trying to accomplish, and, and there's a lot of clubs that are trying to accomplish that. So until you actually do it, and, and can show the blueprint on, on how your, your own club does it. Uh, it's just talk. So we're trying to transition into that and, and make some things happen. John, I appreciate you talking with us. This was, I mean, I, I get to talk to you a lot, but this was awesome. This was very in-depth, and I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it as well, and anytime. Yeah, we look forward to see how you guys do and play and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited it. for your season. Like, yeah. yeah. I haven't I haven't said that in a while, but I'm excited for the season. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I am too. I, and hopefully we can we can start on the right foot and get things going and, and just continue to build the excitement.
Uh, John, where can the people find you online if you do that type of thing? Twitter, Instagram, any of that? I'm on Twitter. I, I don't have Instagram. I don't have Facebook. Uh, never have. But, uh, but yeah, I'm on Twitter. Uh, I'm trying to remember what my, my thing is. So you barely use it. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I check everybody else's stuff, and then I retweet some things about the club that are good, but I'm, I'm pretty hidden. So just follow the, the, the team account. That's just right. Follow. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to keep up with things going, don't follow me. Yeah. <laughs> John Bradford, North Carolina State, I appreciate you so much. Enjoy. Get ready for your game. I hope we put several up on Richmond. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be mad again. Me too. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> no problem. Cool.